Vix the Convince. Welcome to the Vix the Convince podcast. Here's your host, NewSpark founder, Paul Mosenson. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's Paul Mosenson, founder of NewSpark Consulting, NewSpark Marketing, among other things. Welcome to Fix to Convince Marketing Optimization. How many people out there watch TV? Do they know what they're watching? Do they know why they're watching? Do they know where they're watching? Do they know what it's called? Or is your ads relevant to your needs? We've got a lot of questions here about effective television advertising today. And there's so many options out there, especially if you're a, uh, a business to consumer company trying to reach target audiences, especially today with relevant messaging. You know, any good advertising, as you know, has a number of different elements, right? It's not just the channel or the, the placement, but also the creative. And then the measurement after that, that's why we have jobs as media directors. <laughs> so we can put together proper, compelling TV campaigns that can leave an impression with someone to make a, a purchase down the road. So... That's kind of like TV 101 anyway, but it's just changed so much over the years, as you know, with smart TVs and Roku devices and fire sticks and YouTube TV and cord cutting. So we're going to talk a lot, a lot about this and try to put our heads around it as far as, you know, best practices on today's television media buying or video however you want to call it and so i've honored to have a guest that i've known for years and uh, he's a, a specialist in this space gary newman hey gary hey paul how are you thanks for having me on sure sure so gary newman here is uh, an advertising specialist in marketing and works at a company called tegna media which handles agencies and advertisers looking for um, TV planning and strategies locally and regionally. He's a, a, a Drexel grad that's in Philly, um, a Master of Science in Media Management. Oh, I had no idea. And did his thesis on advanced TV advertising. You just needed to read my ebook, right, Gary? Absolutely. Probably could have saved, probably could have saved me a solid year. Uh, New Spark Media has a really compelling ebook. But, uh, Prior to joining Tegna, he spent two years in Philly. That's how I met him as an account executive at CBS TV, where he sold CBS, owned and operated TV. And um, But at Tegna, his primary focus is OTT, as compared to OMG, I guess, right? OTT, over-the-top product, premium. And he consults agencies and advertisers on how to, on how to leverage that data for more efficient targeting and measuring results using attribution. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it is. But it's, I guess, the most accurate description of what I do. Right, right. But since, you're, uh, since you have a thesis at Advanced TV, we're gonna challenge you. Because really with television advertising, you know, let's just go through the definitions. Back in the day, it was uh, VHS, VH, wait, VHF and UHF, right? And yep. very high what, frequency and ultra high frequency, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's a lot more definitions, but uh, 
let's just go through the checklist, okay? Just for sake of conversation. So I'm gonna we'll play this little game called Define Linear TV. Yeah, so I mean, I think the best definition for linear is uh, watching TV in which a viewer watches a program on a channel it's presented uh, at a scheduled time. So it's the typical, you know, the family sits down at 8 p.m. and watches uh, Young Sheldon on CBS. That's kind of what linear TV is. Um, kind of old school broadcast TV, right? Yep, old school broadcast, you know, cable, cable, sitting down and watching TV yeah, at a certain okay. time. Appointment setting. That reminds me, nobody really says, uh, honey, I'll call you back. Uh, Seinfeld's on now. Nobody does that anymore, do, do that, you know? So it's, no, because you can pause it, you can restart it, you, you know, the options are endless, so you can... Uh, exactly. I'll just watch it tomorrow on my time. Exactly. Um, on demand. Yeah, so, I mean, on demand um, has a few ways you can look at it, but it's really video content that the audience um, can consume whenever they want. So, you know, this type of content can be found through your cable provider, um, you know, Comcast or Spectrum, whoever you use. Uh, we'll have libraries where you can just go watch TV, or it could be through um, OTT. There's tons of apps now that have on-demand libraries. Um, so, I mean, that's, it's really the, you know, the concept of being able to watch it after it aired. Right, right, right. I do a lot of digital media buying, as you know, and what comes up even on YouTube and Google now is what they call connected TV. What's that? Sure. So connected TV is... It's really, it's really just... OTT. I mean, it's, oh, connected it's, it's, TV. It's, it's internet-based television. It's internet-based television. Yeah, exactly. In so general. It's, Yep. So whether you have a smart TV, whether you have an OTT device, you know, such as a Roku or an Apple or, you know, a Fire Stick, um, it allows you to, you know, target somebody that's watching a physical television set and serve them an ad. And a study came out last week that now connected TV is reaching about 80% of U.S. households. I don't doubt that at all. So really, when we're talking about connected TV, when you hear that, it's really an all-encompassing way to watch tv through digital means through your wi-fi right like whether it's on your an app on your computer or on a device on your television yeah i mean we yeah. uh, typically the way we define it is a physical television set as opposed to like a desktop um mm -hmm. just because of um just because of that large screen experience yeah well, you mentioned OTT. Let's go into that detail. It's that's the what they call over the top, which basically <laughs> had been maybe a device oriented TV viewing to make a TV a smart TV with additional channels like a Roku. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, OTT was created because it was over the top and it was over the top of your cable box. Right. You know, so it was a secondary device that allowed you to you know, stream content, but it's really, you know, just really simply, it's just an internet connected device that allows you to view video content. So whether, again, that's your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick, um, you know, a lot of people even use gaming consoles like an Xbox or PlayStation to, um, you know, consume content now. Oh, sure. Right. It's another category. Uh, <laughs> cable systems, 
promote addressable TV, which is, I believe, is based on household data. Yep, that's correct. So, I mean, that really, what that enables an advertiser to do is basically select a segmented TV audience. So let's just use automotive as an example. Um, you know, somebody who's an auto intender based off of the, their user behavior. Um, and it allows you to target them at the household level and serve them a different ad. So essentially two people could be watching the same program and see two different ads. Right. Right. A lot of that's based on, um, third party data, aligning that with, uh, household data, cable box owners, basically, and uh, merging all that together for more laser-focused targeting. And they also sell, I know, um, Xfinity does T the TV Everywhere concept, which is kind of, it's almost like connected TV, except it combines, I guess, cable with internet apps and also even digital dis video display and things like that all together. Yep, it's a popular term in the... Uh popular term, especially with the cable companies, they focus a lot on that type of product. Yeah. That's pretty crazy stuff. And we didn't even count YouTube TV and, uh, and sling and all that, which I guess is a whole nother category of streaming, probably a subset yes. of, yeah. So the, I guess the, the technical term for them not, is, uh, they're basically just a virtual version of Comcast. So, yeah. It's pretty crazy stuff, all these things out there, you know, and, and it kind of like grapples you when you're sitting back, even like a mid-sized company running the target audiences will go into that. But um, um, what do you think with all these different options in your view? I know you're the a seller and I'm a buyer, but from your perspective is um, if you were in my shoes, like you say you have a, say a $50,000 TV budget for branding or whatever it is. Okay. So all these different options. Where do I start? What do I do? How do I choose? What's, what's my planning strategy? Yeah, I think one of the first things you kind of have to identify is, you know, whether or not your product speaks to the masses or um, whether, you know, you have some niche audiences or both, because that's really going to determine, um, you know, whether you use some more traditional means like uh, broadcast TV or cable TV to really try to have a broad reach or whether you really need to segment your buy and focus more on your target audience. Um, you know, I think another really important aspect is uh, what your different customer profiles are. So, you know, really having a strong understanding of who your customer is, is going to help you um, come into the process um, and help whoever your partners are um, help find that audience for you most efficiently. Um, but certainly it's a, it's an extremely difficult, um, it's an extremely difficult job right now. Cause you know, we, as we're talking about, there are so many different options for, for placing video across, um, you know, broadcast cable streaming and all the social media platforms, um, that, it, you know, it really takes some digging into and, um, figuring out the most cost efficient way to reach an audience. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot involved with it, I mean, especially when different salespeople are coming at you and trying to explain everything and what their advantages are, right? You know, I have, you know, a question here and just cutting to the chase of um, addressable TV and OTT, whether people get that confused or not because it's sold differently. But do you want to talk about those two elements, pluses and minuses of each? Yeah, sure. Um, 
you know, I think so addressable TV, I guess really is kind of like a, it's really kind of more of a strategy and OTT is kind of a tactic um, that can accomplish it um, because, you know, you can also get addressable from cable um, and right. TV everywhere. Right. Yeah. And, you know, even, even broadcast is now trying to um, have forms of addressable TV with some, some new technology um, that'll allow them to, um, you know, segment audiences. Um, but I think really the pluses of, of this type of advertising is, you know, you get to have some really precise targeting backed by data with less waste. Um, typically what we'll see is a lower cost per lead. And I think the, you know, the, the biggest thing that advertisers like about it is that it's trackable. Um, so whether, you know, depending on your partner and what type of uh, KPIs they can track, you're at least getting back data that says what it's doing. Whereas in the past, people were always like, well, I'm on TV, but I don't necessarily know exactly what it's doing for my business outside of if you have a unique phone call uh, number. Um, you know, and then just some, some things you have to be on the lookout for, some negatives is just make sure you're doing your research on who your vendor is using as a data partner because that's extremely important um, where they're sourcing their data from. And um, in the, you know, in the OTT space, there has been some issues with ad fraud. Um, so that's just, you know, those are all questions that you want to ask any partner or have your, ad, you know, your consultant ask those vendors to make sure you're not uh, getting wasteful impressions. Um, and then the targeting is extremely robust. So, you know, like I said before, if an audience knows their, if an advertiser knows their audience well, they're going to be able to um, get some really good info on how much they can scale that audience on the, in the OTT space. Well, I think that's always like any kind of, media planning you're doing tv or internet or anything really is i mean what is your goal is to target specific audiences most likely to pay attention to your message and then you just got to decide how you want to do that um doing different tests whatever um i guess you can probably you know flight addressable and ott and you know and just get the best of both worlds for example um but you know it is Everything's about targetability, but also scale and, uh, of course, buying it efficiently. And, you know, the difference going back to linear TV is a TV, you know, ABC, CBS still sells by rates. <laughs> and really almost everything else is uh, cost per thousand impressions, like programmatic. Um, is that right? I think that's right. Yep, that's, yep, that's correct. So, you know, yeah, um, it's sold by CPM and that CPM can... CPM can vary, but probably, you know, a typical baseline is somewhere between a 40 and $50 cost per thousand. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, yeah, that's, that's, but I get it though. I mean, usually a lot of times on programmatic digital, it's maybe like five to $10, depending on how you're targeting. But, you know, this is pretty specific because of the, the visual elements of it. Um, you know, that's funny when you mentioned that because actually it was one of my other questions and thoughts was, you know how it is when you're, even buying anything really is how do you know it's a good deal back back in the day you know we used to have nielsen and squad numbers and you know send me your cost per points right um I, you know with all these other channels i'm just saying in general it, 
Um, how do you know whether you're getting a good deal? Is, are they negotiable? Um, you know, if you, if you give them, a, I'll give you a less CPM, will I be bumped? You know, like old style TV, like, can you like talk about that for a minute? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I think any, any deal is negotiable, um, in the, in the sales world. Um, you know, I think, I think a lot of it depends on, um, the scale of your campaign. You know, I think, um, folks who are making a larger investment will probably have a little bit more negotiating power. Um, or, you know, if you use a, an agency like yourself and um, you're buying for multiple clients, you probably will be able to get, you know, similar to broadcast TV where you can get agency discounts. Um, so that's definitely comes into play. Um, and then I think, you know, from a deal perspective, it's really about how that partner sources inventory. Um, you know, there's kind of three main um, ways you can buy OTT inventory. So there's direct where you go directly to a publisher, whether that's a network group or, you know, a sling TV or whatever the case is, and you buy inventory directly from them. Um, then the second being a, a private marketplace setting where it's basically you're invited to be in one of these marketplaces and bid on impressions, but it's by invitation only. And then the final is that programmatic open market where, you know, all the rest of the inventory is being bidded on in real time and is open to, you know, open everybody. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's kind of like where you can kind of focus on the, the quality of inventory. And if you do your research on your, on your partner, you can kind of know what type of inventory you're getting and, you know, whether or not the CPM, um, is the right, it makes sense in that case. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of thinking about that with, you know, your strategy and how you want to price it and everything and the different ways to do it. But let's go a little bit high level again, a little spontaneous question, but something I should have asked anyway, which is when you talk about this over the top, two questions here, where do I, where, where do my spots actually run? Is it like, crackle and you know are they on hulu are they on uh um you know things that i'm watching on demand like exactly where do my spots run and number two can you buy specific programs or you just set it up with demographics and rotators and things like that can you address those things yeah absolutely um so for the first question um it's, you know, it's a mix. So, I mean, I, I can speak from my experience and where we place. Um, it's, you know, OTT has live linear TV, just like, you know, your traditional. Um, but then there's also um, video on demand. And then there's also, um, you know, you have your, some of these apps are just libraries of movies. So, um, you know, we typically will work with networks uh, network groups like, you know, your traditional Fox, NBC. Um, but then we also work with companies like Sling TV for inventory. And then on top of that, you have a lot of these now that these free apps that have libraries of shows and movies like Philo um, and Pluto TV, exam, um, you know, apps like that, that also have inventory and have really scaled in terms of the number of subscribers. Um, so, you know, we kind of define it as long form full episode content is where we want, you know, our advertisers to be in the OTT space. Um, 
And then the second question, can you buy specific programs? Um, typically it's based off the audience. So, you know, it's kind of more like buying a data set as opposed to buying a specific TV program. Uh, but with that being said, there's also typically options. Like if you know your audience is a sports audience, um, you know, there's sports packages available where your spot will only air in sports programming or vice versa. You know, if it's a female audience, you can buy something like a women's entertainment, um, package where it's only going to air in that type of programming. So there's different options. And again, it just goes back to having a, a good salesperson like you to present all the options and then give us, you know, different ways to, to buy it, to, to reach our objectives. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for advanced TV, I mean, I know everything is different, but you know, if you're a local advertiser, I mean, can you do, is it zip code? Is it DMA targeting, you know, anything else as far as demos and geography targeting, I should be aware of for the audience. Yeah. I mean, um, the, the great thing about the great thing about OTT is that it's very, um, doable for a small local advertiser even, um, because we can get down to, um, you know, one, the budgets are, the budget minimums are very doable. And two, um, you know, you can get down to the zip code level. Um, as long as there's scale, you know, you can get down to the zip code level uh, to run ads. So, you know, you could run ads only in a 10 mile radius around your store location. Um, but, you know, the second part of that too, is it also allows some bigger advertisers um, to get more customized with their messaging. Um, you know, so if you're a big regional advertiser, you could do a campaign in a certain uh, zip code area and do a, you know, tailor the creative specifically to that community. I'd say, okay. Um, so basically, there's a lot of different options here. Again, it all depends on your strategy and how you allocate your budgeting. Um, yep. So especially if you're going to do television. You know, we've always, what about typical television has been brand, a branding message really, although unless you're retail, you can do offers and things like that. Um, E-commerce is more like direct response. Is direct response um, a place here or is that you stay with cable for that, like direct response TV? I mean, I think there's definitely a place for direct response um, on OTT. And, you know, I've seen direct response advertisers um, do OTT. You know, the one difference just being that um, you're not going to get like, you know, if you're a media planner or buyer, you know, you're used to like a DR rate um, as opposed to like a traditional rate. And you're not going to find that probably in the um, OTT space. But because of the... Um, you know, efficient targeting, um, you might find that the cost per lead is actually less. And that's something, you know, that I brought up and that we see often um, is if you're, even though the CPM might be higher, if you're targeting the right audience with the right message and offer, um, you probably will see some better results. Mm -hmm. Tell me about measurement now. Okay. So, we place all these buys, which just focus on what OTT and what you do in generally, but um, back in the day, you know, results maybe, you know, 
Um, we do post buys and see actually how many impressions we bought based on Nielsen data and things like that. But you know, there's so many different options out there. But why don't you give a whole like a little bit of a um, high level view on um, measuring advanced TV and OTT and things like that? Yeah. So from a high, I mean, from a high level, the typical. Um, from view from from audiences viewing it, the two KPIs are um, video completion rate. So um, the number, you know, the percentage of your ad that was um, seen from start to finish, and you know, we typically see that that video completion rate on um, OTT connect and connected TV is ninety five percent or higher, which is pretty good. That means somebody's watching 95% of the time someone's watching your ad from start to finish. Um, and then, you know, the other one is typical delivery. So, you know, I bought this many impressions and, you know, this is how many were delivered. And you can, I mean, you could break that out because of the internet connectivity. You can break out those impressions in a number of different ways, but from a high level, those are probably the two most important metrics. Mm -hmm. On YouTube and things like that, it's completion rates and things like that. Like, do they watch the whole spot? Um, is that a metric? Yeah, video completion rate is one of the. Is that, is that what it's called? Video completion rate. Yeah. Um, okay. Is that something? So, if you measure that, and I'm just saying, if somebody only watches the beginning, and you can you tell they don't? Do they just stop watching that program? Like. Yeah, I mean, typically I mean, on do, a in a connected TV environment. Um, the, the only way that a viewer is probably not going to watch the whole thing is if they turn off the TV because it's user generated content. So there's, they're selecting the content they watch. So there's, you know, there's a very high probability that they don't want to turn it off. Like maybe you would leave a website if a pre-roll ad came up and you really didn't care that much about the article. Um, you know, this is TV content that a viewer selecting to view. So the video completion rates tend to be extremely high. So like I said, 95% plus. Hmm. Great. Well, because they're non-skippable. <laughs> right. Generally. <Yep. laughs> um, just for sake of conversation for the people out there, could I buy Hulu through you or have to go to Hulu directly? Just... Um, yeah, so I mean, just from, from, uh, you know, speaking to my product specifically, um, we, we buy, uh, directly from the networks. Um, so while, um, you know, Hulu, it's similar to Comcast in the sense that, you know, they, you have the networks and the networks have their inventory and then Hulu has their inventory. Um, so we buy from the networks, so I can't, say that I could get you into who like I can't guarantee Hulu but I because we buy network inventory there's um you know there's a chance that your ad could fall into Hulu just because we bought it from the network if that makes sense yeah yeah all right so this is an interesting conversation I mean this is, we can be on for hours but uh I know you don't have the time I do no no I don't actually <laughs> but um <laughs> we'll just uh, keep going here. Um, let me change the subject a little bit. Yeah, you know, I've done this before, but I'd like you to explain it. 
nowadays, like with different platforms, like retargeting platforms, if you have a customer database, you can upload them in the ad networks, digitally try to match them up so you can retarget people based on, you know, email matching, Facebook, you can do the same thing. Um, it sounds like you could do that with television also, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that's one of the, another unique differentiator between, I guess, you know, broadcast TV or cable and, you know, the OTT space is that you can, you know, you can take a target customer list. So, you know, maybe you bought a, um, an address list that you're going to do a direct mail campaign with, um, or you have a customer database and you want to do a specific campaign to your customers. Um, as long as that list is uh, sizable, we can, you, we can um, take that data and put it into our platform, get a match rate and tell you how many uh, impressions you can um, have a month to reach that target list. I see. It's, how do you, um, when you do all this kind of targeting, I mean, how, how's, how's data gathered, you know, to, to do all this granular targeting? Yeah. So that's, that's a good question. It's uh it's an interesting process and I won't get into the weeds too much, but thank um, you. <laughs> basically what we have is it's, it, it's called a household device graph. Um, so we are able to, because this is internet connected um, television viewing, um, we have a household device graph that's tracking about 600 million plus devices in households across the US. Um, and from those <laughs> devices, we're able to gather, you know, user behavior and, um, you know, purchase intent and different uh, characteristics of that, of that individual. Um, and that data is refreshed uh, regularly every day um, so that we can give our advertisers the most accurate impression counts based off of uh, who they're trying to go after. Okay. Um, and that could be, you know, that could be, that could be an auto dealer looking to target somebody who's recently been searching for cars or even in the, you know, we've even gotten as sophisticated in the B2B space as targeting specific, um, targeting specific industries or even decision makers. Wow. That's pretty amazing. All the, what's going on out there. And a lot of people know it. A lot of people don't. Right. And, um, you know, is <laughs> what advice do you have out there for the listeners who, you know, C-level people, whatever, who are um, target consumers and, you know, they have got radio, got internet, um, but they have great video, um, you know, all these different channels and salespeople keep calling them. <laughs> but, um, you know, what it, big picture, we talked about strategy a little bit, but what, what recommendations and, and thoughts do you have in general for um, the listeners out there when we're exploring all these different TV options, including OTT? Yeah. I mean, I, I would just say, I mean, probably first and foremost is have a good consultant um, because, you know, this space is getting more and more complicated. So whether that's a, 
internal consultant, somebody that's, you know, head of your marketing or, um, you know, somebody that you get from the outside that's a specialist in this field. Um, the opportunity is there for you to go after your audience and um, to get leads at a pretty uh, efficient price. But at the same time, you know, the people are extremely busy. Um, they have a lot more responsibilities than focusing on their OTT campaign. So, you know, I, I think having a really good partner, whether that's an agency um, or a vendor, um, you know, that's, that's really what it boils down to because the options there, but it's, you know, it's still about relationships and um, putting together a good, a good plan. Mm -hmm. What do you say to someone, I'm going to challenge you now, um, who is not as savvy and might just say, you know what, I'll buy the news, a little bit of broadcast. I got some cable zones in my area. I'll just do that. And, um, um, and that should suffice, <laughs> you know, versus, um, doing all these other options and being smarter about it if you were able to, but how would you address that? Yeah, I mean, my first question to them would be, how are you going to, you know, look at the outcomes after the fact? Um, because while that, you know, that, that traditional plan could make sense, what are you going to do to see that it's actually working? Um, you know, the, the ability to use OTT and to be able to track down to um, a user going on your website and seeing what pages they landed on. Um, or if you're a, you know, if you have a physical location, being able to track them coming into your store and then kind of getting a more holistic picture of your advertising. Um, while those traditional mediums might make sense, um, you want to have to be able to be on television and then to be able to sit there and discuss ROI cost per lead cost per acquisition, um, which you might not necessarily be able to derive from those buys. It may end up just being, a, if you have enough budget, it's probably a combination, you know, and that's really like what we exactly. call media and mix. That's what it, yeah. Exactly. And that's what it really, you know, if it's a, a, if it's a, if it's a matter of, you know, an advertiser going to spend their whole budget on broadcaster cable or spending on OTT, that's probably the conversation I would have. Um, but you know, if you have a sizable budget, there's a correct way to allocate it to all those mediums to, um, to be able to have an effective buy. Yeah, for sure. And not just TV, but should I do Spotify? Should I do Pandora? Should I do iHeartRadio? You know, should I advertise on podcasts, you know, streaming this, streaming that, right? And it's not just TV, you know, and, and, Oh, maybe I should do more YouTube advertising or maybe, uh, maybe, 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 you know, like you got to have a plan of, but you're knowing your audience and having a sound media mix to make an impact. Cause at the end of the day, you're going to look at your analytics anyway, you know, whether it's in-store data, hopefully, you know, if you have those attribution models set up, which is, a, you know, it's a, probably a podcast in itself about attribution and tracking mobile phones that see a TV you know, spot and go to a store and then, then we can track how many phones got there within an hour. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> kind of like geofencing on steroids, but you know, all that data is out there and, you know, cause all we want to know is did I spend my money efficiently? 
right. and then and then I generate business and how you know the old Wanamaker thing of um, fifty percent of your budget whatever is you don't know where it comes from I can't remember the exact quote now oh well but um but you know what I'm getting at is you know old style media you know buying billboards whatever it's it's media dartboard and you trust the process of that but now there's so many different options and you know you do want to measure it properly otherwise you're just have to try this attitude which is only not right you want to be strategic <laughs> you want to make sure you're targeting people efficiently listen no matter what you do you're never going to hit your universe anyway so again it's just figuring out that balance of reach frequency and targetability with a sound plan and you know like i said it might even include radio or other things you know it's 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 just being a really good media buyer like you're strolling yep and and that's and that's why i said you know i think the the biggest thing about all this is still that there's you know the ability to have a solid relationship with a consultant or somebody that can guide you in the right direction is still the regardless of all the things that we talk about it's still the key point to all this yeah great all right well this is insightful conversation so we're gonna wind it up now um gary newman thank you and um if people have questions they can go to what website uh, you can go to uh, tegna.com, T-E-G-N-A.com. T-E-G-N-A.com for your, your advanced TV strategy needs. How's that sound? That sounds, that sounds good. And feel free, uh, feel free to add me on LinkedIn if you have any questions individually. Okay. Gary Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N. So, um, all right. Well, this is good. Um, I hope for the listeners out there you understand how much of a combination science and art this is um data mixed with gut however you want to do it you've got to feel comfortable that you're for you or for your company or your client that you have a sound strategy and you can support it with the data and the targeting and the pricing and then after it runs the reporting and you you do all that make a good story and that's a good thing so so that's it hope uh, there'll be other podcasts coming up of course and uh but gary thank you again and uh we'll see you next time on fix the convince Thanks for listening. Subscribe to get more marketing optimization insights. Fix the convince.